Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in to Go, the travel podcast. I'm your host, Alex Swolinski. This episode is an audio travel guide perfect for anyone going or thinking about going to Cuba. In this episode, we'll run through the 15 things you have to know before you go. Number one. Downloading apps on your smartphone. The app store for iPhones or Android phones doesn't work in Cuba. So make sure to download all of your apps and ebooks and whatever else you think you might need there. I'd recommend downloading an app called Maps.me. It's a map app that works without internet access. Number two, Wi-Fi parks. There is no data network in Cuba, so the only way to get internet access is at a Wi-Fi park. These parks are scattered throughout Cuba. You'll know when you found one when you see a small spot with a dozen or more people looking down at their cell phones. To use the internet, you'll need to buy an Atexa card. These cards have scratch-off passcodes that you'll need to log into the network. Now, the connection isn't always fast or reliable, so prepare to be frustrated. Most Wi-Fi parks have a booth where an attendant will sell you Wi-Fi cards. If it's after hours, you'll probably run into a local Cuban selling them for a little extra. Number three bring a lot of cash. Debit and credit cards don't work if they're issued by a U.S. bank. American travelers, you're going to want to bring enough cash to last you for the duration of your trip. Number four, exchanging your currency. Cuba charges a 13% fee for exchanging U.S. dollars into Cuban convertible pesos, but only around 3% for all other currencies. A lot of travelers convert U.S. dollars to euros before going to Cuba and then exchanging those for pesos. This way, the total fees only come out to 3% instead of 13. That will save you about $70 per thousand that you spend. Number five, Cuba has two currencies. The Cuban convertible peso, called kook, is technically valued at one-to-one -one with the U.S. dollar before you take exchange fees into account. This is the currency you'll run into more often as a traveler. The other currency is the peso nacional, called the coupe. Coupes are the currency local Cubans use. 25 coupes are worth about as much as one kook. It's good to carry around both currencies in case you see a local cafe or cafeteria where the food there can be really cheap. There you can buy an egg sandwich with ham, cheese, and tomatoes for about 60 cents. Number six, pack light, like carry-on size luggage light. I've heard a lot of stories of checked-in bags getting lost at the airport or of people waiting two hours at baggage claim. Number seven, book your accommodations before you go. If you're an American traveler and you want to avoid carrying more cash with you than you need, I'd recommend booking a place to stay in advance. Airbnb has a ton of listings in Cuba. For first-time users, come to gotothepodcast.com and we'll have a link for $40 off your first Airbnb stay. You can expect to pay anywhere from $20 to $60 a night. Now, there are a few hotels in Cuba, but they're a little expensive, like around $200 a night or more. So you'll most likely be staying in what's called a casa particular. This is basically inside of someone's home, where you'll have your own room, an AC, a private bathroom, and access to a fridge. Number eight. The old cars from the 1950s are called colectivos, and most of them are taxis. A cab ride within Havana city limits shouldn't cost you more than $10. 
A typical ride from the airport to Havana is about $25. Most cab drivers will start by asking for more, like $30 or $40. I met someone who paid $70 for that same ride. And this brings me to my next point. Number nine, know some Spanish before you go. Unless you're in the areas catered to tourists, you're not gonna find that many English speakers. In Cuba, more locals can speak Russian than English, so if you want to be able to talk to them and negotiate a cab ride, learn some Spanish. Also be prepared to say no gracias to a lot of people offering to sell you things. Number 10. Avoid the tap water. A lot of travelers to Cuba have reported getting sick from the tap water, so I'd recommend buying bottled water whenever you get a chance. Number 11. Buying cigars. You may get approached in the street by unusually friendly Cubans who claim to have a relative that manages a cigar shop. And they'll try to convince you to buy $300 worth of cigars for only $40. They'll claim the cigars are authentic Cohibas or Monte Cristos. Don't fall for this trick. Counterfeit cigars are very common in Cuba. The only place to buy an authentic Cuban cigar is in a cigar shop called Casa de Habanos. Each one has a walk-in humidor and a rolling cigar station. They even sell coffee and rum and won't pressure you to buy anything. Counterfeit cigars are often made with unused trimmings that fall to the ground at legitimate cigar factories. These trimmings are swept up and then rolled into counterfeit cigars. The good news though is that US citizens can now bring as many cigars back into the US, as long as you claim it's for personal use. Number 12. 12 reasons for going to Cuba. The U.S. Department of the Treasury doesn't allow U.S. citizens to go to Cuba unless it's for one of these 12 reasons. They're very broad and range from things like family visits to U.S. government business. The most common one I've heard used is the support for the Cuban people reason, which is very broad. Now you'll only have to deal with these 12 reasons twice. Once when you buy your plane ticket to Cuba online and the second time when you return to the U.S. through customs. But from my experience and the experience of many travelers I've spoken to, U.S. Customs probably won't ask you for proof that you went for one of these 12 reasons. Number 13, walking shoes. Taxis can be hard to find and expensive in Cuba. So bring very comfortable shoes that you've worn before. Number 14, sunscreen. Walking a lot means you'll need lots of sunscreen, which is really hard to find in Cuba. Number 15, battery pack. Bring a portable power charger to keep your phone battery charged. Also remember to put your cell phone in airplane mode as soon as you land. That way you'll save your battery. And that's it for the Cuba Guide. If there's anything you think we've forgotten, let us know at gothepodcast.com. Remember to share this episode with a friend or family member planning a trip to Cuba. And don't forget to listen to our previous two episodes on Cuba, where we go in-depth to a lot of the things that we talked about in this episode. I'm your host, Alex Walensky. Thanks for listening.